T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. James comes up top, gets it. James on the drive, gets in the paint, layup, missed it. And the game is over. Lakers furious. They thought it was fouled. Oh, excuse me. And it's now overtime. LeBron James so upset. Regulation is over. We go to the five-minute OT. Marvin Hand looks at the officiating staff and says, terrible. Wow. Clear foul on Tatum. Oh, it was a clear foul, all right. A clear foul, but whatever. Here's how I feel about it. And it's hour number three. Jones, Mego, Arcan, here until six. Taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. You want to jump in on the Celtics in their weekend. We're going to get to the Bruins later on this hour. And we're going to unveil Megsplaining with Megan Adelina. You excited for that? Yeah, everyone's going to hate it. You think? Yes. Well, go. I just, I hope. Why is this woman trying to explain something to me? I just, we'll see if the Boston Globe this has a 12 review. 12 year old girl. Ready to go. Well, I'll be waiting with, uh, with bated breath. Uh, so, again, that's all coming your way this hour as we branch out from football a little bit. We've talked a lot about the NFC AFC championship game. We'll circle back, particularly to how it all impacts the Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick being hands on with the offense, according to Burt Breer, et cetera, et cetera. And again, all your phone calls, 617 779 7937. Oh, by the way, you can listen to Super Bowl 57 on WEEI on your phone uh, or on Westwood One. You can stream the game in the Boston metro area. Download the Odyssey app, save WEEI as your favorite, and listen wherever you go. So you can pop that right on on the old phone. Super Bowl 57, uh, which comes your way about two weeks from now. Uh, it was absolutely a foul on Jason Tatum. LeBron carrying on like uh, a little whiny baby. LeBron James so upset. It's like, LeBron, finish through contact. You're bigger than anybody else, first of all. Patrick Beverly could have hit his free throws earlier in the game. Like, the Lakers blew a large lead. So, like, to me, if I'm a Lakers fan or I'm LeBron or Anthony Davis and they turned around and blamed the officials, I would look at myself and my team and all the other reasons why we lost. You still had an overtime where they led in overtime, didn't they? They took Mm -hmm. the lead in OT. So you led in overtime after that foul call that was a foul. It's like there's a million reasons why you lost instead of the officials. And LeBron carrying on was just embarrassing for how long he carried on for, although I did enjoy the Patrick Beverly technical. Okay, can we talk about that? Like, like that I found spectacular. So, we can talk about it in one okay, second, but, okay. just, but just quickly. It was a foul. It was obviously a foul, but LeBron carrying on was just childish. And I think anybody who blames the refs, it's kind of childish at the end of the day, which is why I feel like all the Patriots fans crying about Patrick Mahomes getting a free ticket to the Super Bowl makes you kind of sound like a child. 
Like, there were a lot of different ways that the Bengals could have won that game, and the Bengals crying about the officials. They sound like children. It's like, you guys could have won that game. You had the ball with, like, two and a half minutes left to go. You didn't have to give it back to Mahomes. You didn't have to hit Mahomes out of bounds. So there's a lot of things you should channel your anger at instead of the refs. But all of that said, it was definitely a foul, and it should have been a foul. You know what my favorite part of LeBron's display was? What? When he grabbed his own arm and pulled himself down, <laughs> and then he fell to his knees because he like you know he's doing like a holding thing, like yes. oh I got held, and he pulled himself down. It was like when Dwight fights himself on the office, like <laughs> that's what it looked like. I thought that was a really nice. He was touch. doing a reenactment, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in case the refs messed it. This right is down the first the time he's like, this is what they did to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This young man. Look what they did to my boy. Exactly. Uh, I'll say this. Yes. If you're going to go against the refs and you're going to complain and you're going to make a show of it, make it entertaining. Like what LeBron did was just kind of pathetic. Babyish. Pathetic is a good word. Yes. It's pathetic. Now what Patrick Beverly did. That was great. Hilarious. Was hilarious. So if you're going to be a jerk about the refs, at least be funny. Like Draymond running around the arena smacking the sides of his head is kind of funny. If you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, can we, uh, Ryan, can we hear uh, Patrick Beverly bringing the camera over to the official (laughs) on Saturday night? Like, not a television camera, not a video camera, but like a still shot from a photographer. He, like, walked it right over to the ref. Here's how it sounds. Before overtime started, Patrick Beverly comes out on the floor to Eric Lewis with a camera. I mean, just ridiculous. And Eric Lewis rightfully tees him up. You said they thought he was fouled. He was fouled. And I would you say missing that? No, it's not as ridiculous as bringing a camera on the floor. <laughs> but it's not far away. Yeah, we've seen plenty of times missed calls made. We haven't seen plenty of times players bring out a camera to the referee. No, no, no. Not on LeBron James. Yet. Wait, can you pause that? So that's Wait. bringing the entertainment, though. I agree. Why are they acting like the camera is like, um, I don't know. Like an adult toy, they're like they. He brought that camera. Oh my on the goodness! Court. How could he bring? There's, there's children in the crowd. There's very offensive things that I've seen before. <laughs> right. This is not quite that, but bringing that camera out just like, ridiculous. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in JVG because I really like him, and usually he's on the right side of being outraged about ridiculous things and enjoying ridiculous things and i was like what come on he's got a prop this is great this is entertainment it was incredibly stupid because he wound up costing him team and he was stupid all game so celtics fans should have been overjoyed over that but it was awesome it was incredibly stupid but it was awesome lebron just looks like a baby carrying on and i agree fine he was a baby the lakers had a million different ways they lost the game but i'm happy the celtics have now told us and let us know that it's no longer about the refs i'm happy the celtics are here and at this place, Ryan, can we hear Jalen first? I, I think I, I sent them in reverse order. But can we hear Jalen first? This is Jalen Brown after the overtime victory over the Lakers on Saturday night. And, uh, well, here's what he had to say. Eventually, he'll get to the officiating at the end of the game. I for sure got hit in the head, you know. I don't know about who, whether it's Pat Bailey or Schroeder, you know. But one of them, you know, for sure smacked me on the top of the head. And they called it. And luckily, you know, they called it. Um, and that was just the, the craziness of the game, you know. You know, uh, looked like they might have missed the call, you know, on their end towards the end of the game. You know, but that's life. You know, they'll be all right. Oh, oh, that's life. They'll be all right. No, but that's life. Keep that. Keep that, Ryan. Clip that. Let's play that on a loop. 
the next time Jason Tatum carries on at the refs or Grant Williams or Marcus Smart carries on about the official. Oh, no, they'll be all right. They'll be no, okay. They'll be right. Oh, good they'll to know. Right. Jason, no, that's life. Jason, no, you'll be, be okay. Right. It's life. No, but that's life. Grant, you're going to live. It's life. It's okay. It's just a bad call that went against you. Sometimes the refs make a bad call against you. Good. I'm happy to know that this is now the bar. No, they'll be all right. They will be all right. LeBron's going to be just fine. He's going to move on with it. The Lakers had a million other ways they could have won the game. Good. I'm happy Jalen answered it that way. Now we're going to apply that to the Celtics for the rest of the year because nobody, no one, carries on more about the refs in the NBA than this team, Megan. And I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but it's a fact. No one carries on more about the refs, complains about the refs, waves their arms, cries about the officials more than this team. So good. I'm happy Jalen feels that way. I hope he applies it to his teammates next time they're crying. I think we should hear from the chief offender. You want to hear from Tatum? Jason Tatum. Let's hear from Tatum. If we could, let's hear from Jason Tatum after the game as well, because something tells me he didn't exactly come clean. LeBron drive to in regulation. Did you think you made contact with him? Uh, mm-hmm. The last two minutes in overtime, it was a blur. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what happened. Uh, I got to watch the game, watch the film, because everything was just happening so fast. But uh, we moved on and got the win. That's all I got to say about that. Was that our friend Gary Washburn asking yes, the question? Yes, of course okay. it was. Did you think you made contact with him? That is, <laughs> I understand what he's doing. Like, Washburn has great sources and everything. But hey, how about, like, did you make contact with him? Like, do you do you have to think through? Like, oh, I can't remember. I, do, what do I believe? Do I believe that I hit him on the arm? Like, right. it's so abstract well, it's and strange. Oh, good. It's a blur. Okay, good. So that's an excuse now. It's a blur. And I know he didn't want to answer the question. He's just avoiding answering the question. But it's like, hey, Jason. It sounded like Gary didn't want to ask the question. No, I, I think he. I think everybody's a little touchy with asking them about the refs because they're all such giant babies about the refs down there. Again, Tatum's as bad as anybody. Grant Williams isn't far behind. Marcus Smart, when he plays and they didn't miss him on Saturday, by the way, isn't far behind. So, like, they're as bad as anybody, and okay, fine, it's a blur? Good, good to know. So next time the refs missed one, it was probably a blur for them. Or as Jalen said, you'll be fine, you're a big boy, it'll be all right, the refs miss a call sometimes. I'm happy that now we have the bar moving forward, and we now know this is how we treat bad calls. It's exactly how we should treat bad calls, Christian. We moved on. I'll tell you who's not going to get over it anytime soon. NBA referees. Oh, yes. The NBA yeah, referees yeah, tweet, tweeted yeah. something yesterday that I thought was a joke. Like, I thought it was like ball sack sports or something, <laughs> or like one of those, you know, fake sites. Yeah. This is really the NBA, the official NBA yeah. referees. Sports, said, talk, sports Talk Barry. That's what you Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what Why I thought it was. Why would they want a Twitter account? <laughs> Isn't great. that the last place that an NBA they, referee I, would I rem- ever want to be is on Twitter? They started this a few years ago for like transparency. They right. started this for like real time transparency calls. I don't know how successful. I forgot about the account since they started it, but apparently, they said what, Arkan? The uh, the tweet reads, and this was yesterday around 5 o'clock, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. Gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. Yep. This play, this one play, will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. He sounds like John Henry yeah. when he found out about Yawkey Way. Uh, and sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees that we can be. This, of course, was a quote tweet from a Washington Post article about the LeBron James no call in the pool reporter and how they said they they screwed that one up. Gut wrenching will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. It's almost like it's almost like they're being sarcastic, but I don't think they are. No, no, no. I they they know where their bread's buttered. It's yeah. LeBron, so you can't miss a call like that on LeBron because then then you are in the spotlight, and now the refs are in the spotlight because of it. But look, look, 
I mean, the Lakers had a million other ways they could have won that game. They had the lead. They led in overtime, for God's sakes. You hit your free throws like Jalen Brown didn't hit his free throws against New York, and all of a sudden you're winning that game. So the Lakers have nobody to blame but themselves. 617-779-7937. Sam is in Maine. Hey, Sam, go ahead. What do you got? Sam. Sam. Hello, Sam? Sammy. Sammy on the other Sam. Huh? Sam? Sam? Yeah, phone's not working, huh? How can we put him back on hold? I'm still uh, familiarizing myself with all of this equipment. Here. I only had one bar there. Let's, uh, let's go to Cal in Quincy. Go ahead, Cal. I think oh we boy. might be having an issue on our am I, end. Am I doing something wrong? It's very possible I'm oh, doing you're locking them, Cal. I think you are doing something wrong. Oh, Cal, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Cal. My so, mistake. Mego, this is, this, this is a question for you, Mego, kind of, because yeah. I know you're a basketball guru. Okay. Uh, so, so basically, uh, how important it is for the Celtics to finish in first place? They're burning guys like Horford out. Uh, Robert Williams cannot stay on the court. Uh, Bellinari, where, where does he you know, come into play once he comes back, if he comes back, and whose minutes is he going to take? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know how – like, I don't want to burn these guys out and keep them fresh for the playoffs. Like, I, I just – I see him – you know, Horford's an old guy. He's playing a lot of minutes. How important is the one seed, Mega? Okay. Well, I would say before we get there, the idea of burning these guys out, you know, at the game the other night, their coach is coming out and saying that they're bored. That they're bored, like, day in and day out doing detail-oriented stuff. And then you look at, after coming off that nine-game winning streak, you look at who they're winning and losing to, and they're beating the Warriors on the big stage. They're beating the Lakers in dramatic overtime fashion. And then when it comes to, you know, the Knicks, it's like, ugh, who cares, whatever. Let's just get this game out of the way. I'm not saying that's how they're acting in the locker room. That's how it looks from the outside when you're watching them play. It's like, eh, well... Smarts out, and Al has to take this night off, and that's just the nature of January basketball. One seed, look, I mean, it's it's early to try to flesh all that out. When you get there, the most important thing to me right now is just keeping Rob Williams alive, like basketball-wise. Yeah, here's what I would say. I'm not concerned about the Tatum minutes at all. He's still young. I'm not all that concerned about the Tatum minutes. If he runs into the ground or, you know, he gets some kind of injury, he's 24. How old is Tatum? 24, 25? Like, you should be able to handle big minutes. Horford, Rob Williams, those guys, you need to manage their minutes. How important is the one seed? You want it. Uh, you borderline need the one seed is how I feel about it. You you want that home court advantage. That was a big difference for you last year. Was it not? I'm trying to think well, actually, back. I'm sorry. I mean, well, it was early. Yeah. I guess I guess by the time they went to Miami, they went to Miami and won I that mean, game. I mean, last year Although was they tried all to like... Pee, they tried to pee it away. And even... I, this is where, when people talk about the one seed, at this point in the season, I think back to where the Celtics were last year, and they were f- a fringy, like, play-in team still. I think at this point in January, they were starting to get that momentum after that horrible loss to the Knicks in early January. But even when they... When you were looking at seeding in April, May... It was like, they're going to have the hardest path to get there. that's what I thought. And then you see the Nets, and I know that's a different scenario with Kyrie playing half the season, but there's always these different scenarios. So when you ask, like, how important is the one seed? It's like, well, I kind of think it's more important in some ways if certain stars are checking out or making the same freaking mistakes that they made with Jason Tatum having six turnovers against the Lakers, and some of those turnovers were really dumb. Look, I, I want the one seed. They should want the one seed. It mattered against Milwaukee. It didn't end up mattering in the Eastern Conference Final, now that we talk it out. But Tatum's 24. He can play big minutes. Some of those other guys you got to manage. Uh, you can weigh in on the Celtics here, 617-779-7937. It's how you get in touch with Jones, Mego, and Arkan. We are going to get to the Bruins as well. I think the Bruins have been, uh, let's say, lucky to start the year. They're not a bad team. 
but they have been lucky. They've been fortunate in some ways, and I'll explain why that luck, predictably, is starting to run out for the Bruins right after trending with Christian Arcan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Off the corner boards. Carlo and Jarvis has it break away and scores. Good night, everybody. I'll tell you what. What? The Bruins last night, and I did not watch a ton of it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was watching it over the AFC Championship game because I wasn't. I wasn't. You weren't dual screening? I was not. Should I have been doing that? Is that is that what you got going on? I'm in the, always uh, intimidated when I find out other people in sports media have a setup. You know what I mean? Well, he's he's got one back there, don't you, Arkan? You got something like that going on? Kind of. At your house, not you really. have you have like two screens in the same room. Yeah, but one's like my phone or my wife's iPad. It's pretty sad. It's not really like a two screen experience. It's like a screen and like a very hey, small distraction. You're on like your kid's Amazon uh, yeah. Fire tablet or whatever those Using things are called, phone, like watching games. That's not a setup. I'm talking about people who have multiple TVs. Like, have you ever this seen Carabas' house? The palatial uh, Adelini estate? You don't, you don't have multiple no, screens no. going on? I mean, I've no. seen the Carabas set up, yeah. He's got, like, a crazy amount. So I don't want to go that far. It's all just to watch, you know, <laughs> West Coast baseball games. So, like, sure. Who wants to do that? So anyway, was I watching the Bruins? No, but I was flipping in and out when there were commercial breaks and when I wasn't busy doing other things last night. And if you just go watch the highlights of some of these goals, watch, watch, you know, the brutal giveaway that Pasternak has on the first goal that leads to a breakout for Sebastian Ajo going the other way. You know, go back and watch. The Seth Jarvis goal is just embarrassing, emasculating for Brandon Carlo and Linus Allmark. You know, go back and watch how Pasternak just gets worked on the empty netter at the end of the game. The Bruins were not engaged. And maybe now that they've lost a couple in a row, they had lost two straight for the first time all year going into Carolina last night. Maybe they just said, all right, you know, our hot streak is over here, and not to say they're throwing in the towel on the season or whatever. Good night, everybody. But they let up a little bit, as you can hear there from Jack Edwards. They let up a little bit. And so maybe some of it was predictable. In fact, I do think a large uh, bit of this was predictable for the Bruins. You can't, and this is going to sound crazy, and I'm Mr. Hockey over here, Mego. I, I know more about hockey than, than anybody. Mm. 
So uh, you're going to be shocked uh, that I'm going to sound like I'm talking down to people about this one. But you can't give up the first goal every night and expect to keep winning. You can't. And the Bruins have been doing that all year long. I've noticed this trend before. I'm like, man, they o- they're always behind. They're, and always is an exaggeration, but they're behind more than they Often. should be for their record. For being the best team, points-wise, in the NHL and running away from people and getting ready to set an all-time record, potentially, in NHL history for the most points in a season and the most wins in a season. They're behind an awful lot to start games. They're not ready to go to start a lot of these games. And Edwards said this on Thursday night, I think it was, uh, the Tampa Bay game. Whatever day that was. Thursday, Friday, whatever day that was. Edwards says it, and it caught my ear, and I wrote it down. I'm like, oh, good. Tampa scored again tonight. The Bruins at the time were 14-5-2. When allowing the first goal, when giving the other team the lead in the NHL where goals are at a premium, they were 14-5-2. They've lost three straight in two of those games. They allowed the first goal. Last night, they never dug their way out. The Tampa game, they dug their way out back to even but never won the game. They scored first against Florida, and that was a tough collapse for them with a second left and then losing in overtime. That's going to catch up to them. In that sport, where scoring first is one of the most important things you could do, getting on the, the, the board first, more important than home ice or anything else in the Stanley Cup playoffs, scoring first. You can't constantly fall behind and win in that league. That's going to catch up to the Bruins, and my guess is it's catching up to them right now. Those numbers are going to balance out in a big way going forward unless the Bruins correct that. So I'm a major hockey lady, as you all know. No, I mean, we are are big-time hockey people. Very informed. So here's my conundrum here with this team, because in reading all the coverage and reading really smart people like Fluto, like Steve Conroy, who are there every night. Like, I remember a couple weeks ago, it was all about Jim Montgomery's system. Jim Montgomery's system, you know? Everybody's flying around. It's such a fun offense. It's so high speed. And everybody talking about, oh, this line's so fast, that line's so fast. And now, after reading through this lost streak, this losing streak, I'm reading, well, they just got to get to Toronto. And then it's all-star break. Oh, they're tired. And this team is so tired. They're tired. And Aww. they just they just need a break. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. But I thought that what worked for this team is this new offensive system that's so amazing. The coaching style and the way that they fly around is just creating the greatest offense in the NHL, but they can't sustain it. And to your point, then if they're down to start the game, then you're chasing. You're chasing all game, and i got to think that that's taking a lot more effort. Again, I'm a giant hockey lady, but I don't understand how the two are compatible then. Are you... You're, no, I look, I think anytime people complain about fatigue, I just it's like complaining about the refs. It's just an excuse. I'm it's just soft. Reading writers literally write this team badly just, needs a just break. Get to Toronto. They need needs a break. Needs a break. I and mean, then it's like, well, they were coming off a Panthers game in overtime. Nobody needs a break less than them. They have more breathing room than anybody else in the <laughs> NHL. Nobody needs that break. And so they just have Toronto and then it's the the all-star break. And Toronto's on Wednesday, I think. And that should be another good game. That should be another exciting game. They just had a good game last week uh, or the week prior against Toronto. But what happens when they, when they get into a playoff run? There's a lot of games in yeah. a playoff run. One night on, I've one night off. I've covered the Stanley Cup Finals. That's a Getting grind. there takes a really long time. You ever, you ever talk to the hockey hardos? There's no bigger grind for two months than Lord Stanley's Cup, baby. It is, it's one day on, one day off. You get, you, you, you're right back out there. So, yeah. Are they not compl- doing their, like, what is it called, dry land conditioning? You ever talk to a hockey player about that? No. It means running. Oh. It means you're not conditioning on the ice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got to do my dry land conditioning. Why oh, can't so they you just went call for a run. I don't know, because they're Canadian. Okay. What do you want from me? I'm sorry. Hockey lady. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I uh, 
you're just not you can't fall behind every night and win those games. Not at the clip the Bruins have been doing it. And if they don't continue to do it, other teams are going to catch them in the division and in the Eastern Conference. And if you're constantly trying to be down a goal in the third period to come back and win, or like Pittsburgh earlier this year, down like three or four goals to come back and win, that's I know this is earth shattering. I know this is groundbreaking commentary. You're not going to continue to do it. They've done it all year. It's part of the reason they have such a margin between them and everybody else. In some ways, they've been lucky. That's not sustainable. And I know Bruins fans will tell me, oh, well, they just they just have that ability to dig deep. They have that ability to execute in key moments in their clutch. Maybe, maybe I would allow that for any other team. The Bruins are not clutch. The I, Bruins have never been clutch. I've seen this team gag away more big games and series they should win over the last decade than I care to recount. So maybe another team I would say, oh yeah, maybe that team does have a clutch gene or something about them late where they come through. Not this team. I've seen them gag a million times. So no, I'm not calling them clutch. That's not what it is. I, if I had to guess, it's luck, not clutch. Arcan. Yes? You have anything here? I do. The Bruins right now, so far this year, are 14-7-2 and when the opponent scores first. Yeah, so that's now updated after the, the last two games. It was 14-5-2 and entering the Tampa game. They're yeah. now 14-7-2. It's now 14-7-2. Most teams, even like good teams like Tampa, when the opponent scores first, the good teams are like 500. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that is an unsustainable thing. But it does go to show that it's happened a lot. You know, the opponent scored first a lot this year, and they've been able to withstand it. And I agree that that's not anything that's going to be able to uh, to be sustained all year. When you look at this Bruins season, a lot of it's like unsustainable stuff. Linus Allmark, I think we all agree, was playing at an unsustainable clip. I mean, there's no... no I like he, Linus no, 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 Allmark. No, Arkan, you're wrong. He's totally the best goalie in hockey. <laughs> in the history of yes, hockey, not yes. just hockey right now, like the history of the sport. I, I think that we have to sort of adjust maybe some of those expectations. They can still hit some of these benchmarks and maybe even, you know, uh, tease some of these records. But I think that right now you're starting to see, like the Celtics at the very least had a couple of dips this year. The Bruins haven't had any. This is the first one. And we're really far into the year, so I think in some ways, like it's kind of all right. This is this is what it's like when it's you start to even out. Water finding its level a little bit. Yeah, I do think that that's what's happening. So here, they but. haven't been this good. They, this is we're not going to see they've this on been, the second they've, half. They've never been this good. And you know, furthermore, the teams that are the best in the NHL, it's not predictive of anything. Like two of the last twenty Presidents Trophy winners have gone on to win the Cup. You're more likely to win the President's Trophy and lose in the first round than you are to win the Cup. So none of this is predictive of anything. But no, they've been playing above their heads for a long, long, long time. Allmark's a great example. Like, Linus Allmark is... Sorry, Linus Allmark, not the best goalie in hockey. And definitely not one of the best goalies in the history of hockey. He's probably like Frederick Anderson last year, who had a crazy start for Carolina. They were lucky they played the Bruins in the first round last year, so they got to advance to the second round and then lost. He's probably more like Frederick Anderson than he is, you know, an actual top-flight goaltender. He's a goalie on a hot streak on a good team where everything's lined up because that happens. That's what's going on with the Bruins, and my guess is some of that luck is running out. 617-779-0985. A lot of you waiting patiently. We'll filter through your Celtics and Bruins phone calls along with any lingering NFL thoughts. John is in Attleboro. Go ahead, John. Hey, guys. One second. Sorry. No, you're good. Take your time. Take, take your time. time. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah, it's not we'll like a live radio show yeah. or anything. Yeah, go. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, so, Jones, Dark Knight, welcome to Afternoon Drive. Thank you. I've been, I've been listening to you for 10 years. You have pissed me off so much. <laughs> And I missed the heck out of you this past month. So welcome back. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And um, I'm looking forward to the chemistry you develop 
which I think is off to a great start with Mego, and definitely looking forward to the continued chemistry and comedy from you and Arkan because oh. you guys have definitely had some hysterical moments over the last several good, years. Good, so good, good, thank good, you. John. We appreciate um, all the kind words. What thanks, was John. what were your thoughts uh, on the officials? Yes. So yesterday, the, the part that bothered me the most was that whole extra play where they were able to get their offense back on the field, and I wanted Reed to be burned so much by that, and he was by the sack for stupidly going for it on fourth and nine, and then they were bailed out by the defensive holding, which is debatable. So I think there were several calls there that definitely were definitely uh but refresh, refresh my memory. Did that lead to points? No. Yeah. So that's that- the thing is in in the moment. I mean, I tweeted out something very offensive. It was very crass, saying this is um, horse poop. Oh, like I saw. Act. I did see that because it was said, irritating. I was like, "Are you get, freaking get kidding me? I don't think, yeah, think I did, I've I did ever say seen that. this before." They get a redo, but then it didn't go anywhere. So there you go. If that breaks your spirit on the other side, I don't know what to tell you. That's why I I don't even get the lamenting and crying over that. It's like, oh, okay, so it extended the drive, and then the Chiefs punted. So who cares? Like, I I don't get why anybody's still crying about that. I at least get why they're crying about the flag on Mahomes. It should have been a flag. It's a crappy way to go to a a Super Bowl and a crappy way to win an AFC championship game on a call like that, but they're going to make that call 100 times out of 100. Missed the block in the back and the punt return, too. uh, I've heard the crying about that. I've heard the missed missed hold. Patriots fans can't complain about that. No, well, that's a good point. (laughs) That is a good point. I've heard crying about the missed hold. Was it Orlando Brown who was holding on the Mahomes scramble play? Uh, again, I feel like those are a it's little more... the first more, missed hold ever. Yeah, those are a little more routine than the, a quarterback Blocking getting shoved out of too, bounds. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've also heard the Celtics fans crying about how uh, LeBron traveled before Tatum hacked the crap out. Okay, do you want to talk about that? Sure. The travel? The LeBron travel? Yeah. Yeah. So what is your explanation of that? Because I actually find this a little bit fascinating I mean, from I, a like very dork perspective. I mean, there's travels all the time. Superstars get away with that call all the time. Tatum travels all the time. Jalen tra- drags his foot all the time on those turnarounds. So, like, I don't know. They, they give you a lot of leeway with those. I didn't think it was crazy that they didn't call a travel there on LeBron. But, but what was your take? So, it's actually a rule now, which I, I just think this is fascinating. This isn't, like, a take in any way. You get your steps in a gather? It's a, In 2019, yeah, it's the gather step. So it's a player who gathers the ball. This is directly from the rule book. I wrote it down. Player who gathers the ball while progressing may take two steps in coming to a stop, passing or shooting the ball. Or if he hasn't dribbled yet, he can take one step prior to releasing the ball to start the dribble. So you get an extra step before you go in to start the dribble. And the reason that they changed the call was because the interpretation of traveling and what they were calling in the NBA were not matching up. No, it wasn't. It technically it wasn't. Whatever. But I, I, I think, think it the was. casual fan doesn't understand. I don't that even the care rule, if it was. I'll, the travel rule changed. I'll grant that it's a travel. Uh, it, it's constant. Players constantly get That's away with that I mean, in the league, though. and and so maybe it's not it's a travel. It's the rule now. Whatever. But nobody knows. This only changed a few years ago. I just hate the justification of oh well, whatever. I mean, ignore Tatum's foul because there was actually this over here, and you go through it like the Zapruder film. Like I just get annoyed at but that. No, but no, those tell- fans don't know the rule. They're just nobody wrong, knows saying. the rule. They're wrong. Fine, even better. The rule changed a couple years ago and nobody knows and it coincidentally changed when all of a sudden Giannis is Euro stepping all over yeah. the court and everyone's going Giannis is traveling I wouldn't care and Giannis even if- is the most exciting young player so they're like you know what let's make a new rule I'm not saying they made the rule for Giannis but all of a sudden we yeah. have this gather step now where you can just go to the basket a little bit differently and get an extra hop skip in there. Even with the gather step, I thought he put two hands on the ball and then took three steps. That's what it looked like to me in slow motion, but either way. Also, Celtics fans, like, 
the way that Jalen Brown, and I know everyone thinks, I, I don't hate Jalen Brown, but the way that he shuffles oh, his feet before Brown? he does anything nice. is creatively strange. Like, it's just the foot shuffling and the amount of travel calls that he gets and the fact that he got a double dribble. I was like, is this fourth grade rec basketball? Yeah, you just, you a don't, double dribble in the NBA? You don't, you have a superstar on your team. You don't want them to start enforcing travels. You, you don't want that. It's a on, gather step. On, on Euro steps and things like that. You don't want that. Uh, Andrew is in Arlington. Go ahead, Andrew. Hi, Adam. Um, this is the uh, first time I've ever talked to you, uh, though I listened to you for 10 years oh, on welcome. the other station. Welcome. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I'm glad that you uh, are back on the air. Um, I'm glad that you're back with uh, uh, Christian. And, um, you know, just basically very happy to listen to you again. Well, uh, you're Andrew, my favorite, you're Andrew, my favorite host. It's all very nice. I'm, I'm happy that I've uh, finally gotten out of the house. As I said, all I've been doing is going to daycare and uh, walking my dog. And my wife is certainly happy I'm actually out of the house for once. Sounds nice. You make it sound yeah. like it was torture. I honestly, it was like my dream to just sit around for like a month. I, I thought that was my dream, but after like two days, it's not so hot. It's really not that great. I'm going to say it's pretty different when you're doing it in January, also versus if this was point. July. If this were nicer temperatures, maybe it would have uh, it would have gone a little bit. Would have been more me. of a vacation. I don't, I don't really love going outside in the nice weather. You're in the place by yourself, wife's out of the house. Kids out of the house. Uh, Just come, you and the dog. Well, most of the days, yes. I guess that's not I'm uniform. I'm home with the, with the nine month old, so that sounds great. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> true. That like, is true. Amazing. No, it was you have just, the house to yourself. Uh, no, I'm oh happy to goodness. get out by like Wednesday. I'll be complaining. I'm back at work, but I uh, I am happy to get out. Uh, Pete is in Dartmouth. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah. Hey, folks. How you, how we doing today? Hey, Pete. Yeah. <clears throat> well. I was listening to you guys uh, assess the Bruins, and I gotta really disagree. Um, they're having a great year, and I'm not too worried about losing three games in a row. I think just about every team has done that this year. Uh, the only game that bothers me on this road trip was the uh, the uh, Florida game because they had the lead with they took the lead with 48 seconds, and then to give it up uh at the end and then give it up quickly in overtime that bothered me uh the one last night not so much you knew they would do for a stinker two two nights in a row um it's been a long haul um so i I really am not concerned too much with the bruins they weren't gonna look less than i've been concerned that they're playing over their head for a long time i've been concerned with that so three losses in a row would concern me but I, i would not last night's as bad as they've played all year but if I'm a Bruins fan, you just chalk it up and say, all right, they did have a dud coming off their first two-game losing streak of the year. Like, I'm not losing my mind over that. I'm telling you they were due to come back to the pack, and now they're probably coming back to the pack. That's all. They're a playoff team. They'll obviously be a playoff team. But have they already played their best hockey, and what will they look like in the Stanley Cup playoffs? That would be my fear with this team. And they're going to look tired because yeah. they skate too fast, apparently. Oh, they, they need Jim a Montgomery they need, they need the makes them skate too fast. By the way, what happens if Jake DeBrusque's comes back as they're losing, and then he's not having a good time. Or do they maybe miss Jake DeBrus? Maybe he's the key to all of maybe it. Maybe he is. He's in the Marcus Smart situation. Maybe that's situation. what it is. Uh, I'm guessing his absence uh, is impacting the team about as much as uh, as Marcus Smart's absence, but that's just me. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's how you get in touch with Jones, Mego, and Arkan. Don't forget, you can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can save W-E-E-I as your favorite. And listen wherever you go. Now, Megan, you've been here working, unlike me. And, most of uh, the time, yeah. Most of the time, yes. You've been here working. Uh, so you've been uh, uh, showing up, 
grinding, uh, putting in the time, uh, again, unlike me. And so as a reward, I think we should give the people a new segment with Megan Adelini. Are you ready for it? This is really great. A man is letting a woman talk exactly. on the radio I'm, on her own. I am, I am going to give you the power to just say whatever you want. Whatever, whatever's bothering you, whatever's piling up, whatever's grinding your gears, uh, whatever you want to get uh, uh, out there. Please feel free, feel unburdened, and go ahead and do that in a, a segment we're calling Megsplaining next. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Megsplaining. Megsplaining. Isn't this cute? I get my own little radio segment. Yeah, well, my name's you know, in the show, but you were like, "Here's the part where you get to talk." No, no, yeah, here's here's your little uh, section of the show where you can you whatever whatever you want to do, whatever whatever it is here's that you do over there. Part. Here's what you do. This is your part. This is your little part. So yes. I hope that this is going to evolve over time because we'd love to get you guys involved. If there's something you have a question about that you need explained, something that's just irking you that you want me to weigh in on. Or that want Adam to weigh in on. You can jump in and hijack this segment if you want. I like prob- you do most of the show. I probably Arcand, will, Arcand, yeah. Ryan, you're both welcome as well. Yay! But today, <laughs> I will say there's something that I saw on the internet that I am uniquely positioned to speak about. And it's not even because I am a woman. It's because over the weekend at a high school just northwest of Milwaukee, Wisconsin... There was the Warhawk Invitational, which was a basketball tournament over the weekend. We know what the Warhawk Invitational is. Yeah, I yeah. know. Everybody does. It's Seriously, pretty big I think, deal. Uh, Brad Stevens goes and scouts it, I think. Yeah. Is, this is me megsplaining. Yeah. Okay? That's it's true. all about the Warhawk Invitational. No, it's actually not. It's about a game between Brookfield Central and Cedarburg High School where it was 77 to 76 with seven seconds left to play in a scramble for a loose ball a player grabbed the ball tried to get a shot off at the buzzer and got fouled apparently it was immediate pandemonium with parents in the crowd losing their minds and screaming obscenities at the refs they were like lebron before anyone made a call so the ref hasn't even signaled any call now eventually the player got free throws but the opposing coach was issued a technical foul because he ran on the court before the ref even called a foul. Very bizarre. This is what the PA, uh, the public announcer, how he decided to handle the situation as the obscenities rained down on a high school referee. I would like to take this opportunity to remind all fans, and I should have done this a lot earlier, shut up. <laughs> the WIA since you do such a good job from the stands, get out of the floor, wear a striped shirt, and do it yourselves. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like that there were like nine people clapping. Yeah. They were like, yes. And by the way, this is the Midwest. So keep oh, in mind. so polite. Okay. This is, they take basketball very seriously in the Midwest, but this is the Midwest. Now, I have been the athlete. I have been the coach, including at the college level, and I have been the referee. Oh, and you've being done some, the referee, you've done some officiating. Yes, Ugh. it hap. It is an awful scenario for all three of those categories. If you're the coach and the parents are in the stands, mfing the ref at a middle school game, 
It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the kid. I've watched kids melt down. I've had teammates whose parents have been banned from being in the stadium because their dad's embarrassing and just upsets everyone on the team. And I've been the ref that has been MF'd to my face at a sixth grade lacrosse game. You're not helping anything. You will never accomplish anything. You will never get your message across. You will only look like an ass. There is no scenario in which you don't look like an ass. Well, how big's the game? It doesn't how matter. Big, how big of a game? Warhawk Invitational. Yeah, what? I mean, right. It's the exactly good point. It's, it's Your the Warhawk kid's Invitational. Not Bronny Junior. Normally, I agree. Normally, I agree. But now we're Have talking about Have you ever Warhawk. been this? Have you ever been in this situation? Cursing at refs? Yes. No. 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 But my kid's uh, four. So do you no. anticipate yourself? Being Maybe. That? Yes. You can write a strongly worded email after the fact. Yeah. You can reach out to the local referee organization. I just don't understand how this has been going on for at least forty years. Because the youth sports, every it's like the, an empire wherever it is, whatever sport. It's everybody sinking a ton of money into it. Everybody thinks their kid is going to get a Division One scholarship. Everybody thinks their kid is the greatest this or that. That's fine. But when you're in public, like I don't understand how the norms of behavior break down this way. Well, and if you gave Still. it, if you gave it time, maybe the refs would have tweeted something like they did for LeBron. Maybe the maybe the the refs there or the the Warhawk Invitational, the tournament would have tweeted something out and apologized. <laughs> If you gave it time. The worst part is these refs, and it's like, won't someone think of the refs? But the refs are always, you know, some sweet 70-year-old person who just oh. wants to stay active. What did you appreciate? And they're, they're uh, lacrosse. Lacrosse. Have you ever have you ever been a ref, Arcand? I have not. Okay. I, I tried to ref, when I was in high school, I tried to ref, like, elementary school basketball games, you know, back at, at the school that I had attended prior. They needed a ref. I'm like, I can I can do this. I could not do that. It's so much. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. Now, look, if it's your job and it's we're talking. It's nobody's full time job. But I'm saying if we're talking professional referees, then this is something different. But no, that. Well, that what le- makes a professional referee? I that, was getting paid to ref. I mean, like for professional sports. I had to go through a course and memorize the for, youth sports playbook. For college sports. Maybe even some competitive, maybe some competitive high school sports. I don't know. But like elementary school i i was like i can't do this i couldn't even keep up with that no it's 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 extremely difficult and the the spoiler alert i guess is that the person who's there probably doesn't even want to be doing it they're probably just doing it because nobody else will do it a lot of times they want to do it yeah because this is Did another really weird thing no but Me i either. i mean i i wanted it because it was good money for high school yeah, right. i was in high school right. and i was you like i'll get like it. 50 bucks an hour <laughs> i was uh, 50 bucks an hour i got like 20 bucks yeah, I got, well, you know, different Vermont. times. Vermont. Different times. Inflation. Maryland. Sure. Rich yeah. state. Yeah, 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 right. True. Not me, but the people around me, you know right, what I mean? Right. And so I went to go work for the rich lacrosse teams. But anyway, I I did it because I was I also, I'm a high schooler. Like, why are you screaming at me? I'm maybe six years older than your kid. Because you missed like, the call. That's why. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the Warhawk. Inv- what was it? It's yeah. the Warhawk Invitational. That's why. I mean, why? Hey, I have a question about the, about the play. So the guy throws up a Hail Mary at the, or, you know, some prayer at the end of the game. The ref blows the whistle and everyone gets mad before a call gets yes. made. Well, if the guy blew the whistle, then apparently there's definitely going to be a call made. Right. So they were mad about the foul that was about to be called. Shut up. 
Exactly. <laughs> okay. I do like that. I thought, well, th- you made it sound like they, nothing had happened yet and everyone was just mad that there was contact on the well, play. Well, he hadn't made any announcement yet. It, but if you blow the whistle, then that means there's probably a foul. Okay, you blew coming, the whistle right? and obscenities rained down. That, that's my kind of thing. Now, being like a hostile PA announcer, that's more that's more my lane. Yeah, That'd be I my thought speed. that they hand, whoever that was handled it really well, which mm. is strange because I think at my high school, the kids did the PA stuff. And it was we remind all fans, I should have done this a lot earlier. I do hope that guy... It's like what I say to Romo when I'm listening to him on the broadcast. Like, would you please? Just enough. Jones would be more likely to heckle his own kid. No, that's true. That is is true. I'm not a yell yell and complain about the official. Nice shot, loser. But, you know, if if it was the Warhawk, maybe. You know, maybe. In something that level, maybe. Oh, that's what we worked on in the driveway? I don't think so. (laughs) So how do you you think uh, Meg's planning went there? That felt pretty good. I thought it was all right. I give it like a B minus. We're going to work on it. Oh, okay. Do you think that's a generous grade for myself? I'm just happy you can grade yourself. I'm just happy that that's, that's the kind of thing that, that we can do in you this You know what? I think now. I'm knocking it down to a C plus. I'm feeling self-conscious. Suddenly very vulnerable. We are all safe. And you can visit OKCThunder.com for updates on upcoming games. I think that's the same guy. I think we need to do a remote to Warhawk Invitational, though. They, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so that's the debut of Meg Splaining. Uh, you can catch it again tomorrow here on WEEI. Your phone number, 617-779-7937. Nice. As I've been told, that's the number that one, here. Right. Uh, we'll get to more of your feedback coming up. Uh, and I want to circle back to Championship Weekend. Our biggest takeaways and how they apply to the Patriots next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.